0: You're listening to the Hidden Battles Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HiddenBattlesFoundation.org. In partnership with Swim with the Mission, you can find them on Swim.org on the internet. Welcome to the Battlecast. Hey everybody, it is Scott
1: yeah, and Chris
0: and Mike and hey, welcome and thank you for tuning in to us on this, um, well, you know, it's a beautiful, uh, is this still summer technically?
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh, well,
0: it's a beautiful summer night, um, rainy as usual, so uh, hey, so we have a couple of guests, well, we have a guest calling in and uh, we got some stuff to talk about. But right off the bat, let's just listen. Our Cornhole sponsorship um, is definitely uh, in full swing, and we want to thank uh, – actually, let's just thank them, right? You guys in the mood to do this? I am.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, so we. All right. So right off the bat, we have uh, someone who hates us acknowledging that she's such an amazing person. So, Ellen, you're out there. Thank you so much for everything you do <laughs> for us. Uh, I want to thank Jean Dot Credit Union, Allison Hughes, and Mott Cochran. Those guys stepped up as usual. Another one which was crazy that we we get these all the time. We get reached out to at our info at hiddenbattlesfoundation.org email. And it's EMS Angels out of Bucks County in Pennsylvania. Uh, these guys stepped up. They threw, uh, They threw a charity motorcycle ride for us. And they raised a whole bunch of money. Uh, so we want to thank those guys. Mindy's Mission. Who doesn't love Mindy's Mission? Right? Melinda is unbelievable. She's a, She's not a veteran. She just completely supports veteran causes. She throws... So many awesome events to raise money. And not even that, she throws events for the veterans. She throws a big giant barbecue, like his pig roast thing. Um she does dinners. She does it like tons of good stuff. So thank you, Melinda. Uh fair Tire, thank you so much. Mark Shandanay Plumbing and Heating. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Don, um and the Chandanay Kids. Um our very own William, Will I Am um from peer Support Team. Uh Alex Motor, uh Alex Oil. Um he got them to sponsor us which is a great he works for them uh, they're family owned and operated for like three generations and I remember as a kid seeing all the Alex trucks going by like I mean that's who gave us all the, the oil and stuff in Arlington and Lexington right um Sun Charities Heritage Hill uh, Heritage Farm Ice Cream uh, Run for the Troops so thanks all those guys for stepping up and that doesn't even include like everybody that's bought signs I mean we have a bunch of you got how many signs you sell how many you know sponsors you get from signs name a couple
1: uh, dab's Lock and Key, New England Art and Framing.
0: and The liquidation guys.
1: Oh, yeah. East Coast Liquidation out That's of uh, Fitchburg. Yeah. They're uh, currently closed due to the flooding, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um, there was this new company that just opened up that, that um, purchased a sign to, I believe it was like New England something fitness and Stop. What was the name of those guys, Mike?
2: Uh, New England Mindfulness and Performance. Oh yeah, out of Westford, Mass. How would
0: you know about those guys? Great company. <laughs> so, Can you tell us a little bit about
2: them. <laughs> so,
0: they, what do they do?
2: Well, they so they provide um, a mindfulness program. You get they either have a four hour option, a one day option, two day option, or a three day option. Um, it's they 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 specialize in veterans and first responders. So, a great organization. A lot of experience, and they, they teach uh, resilience, mm-hmm. wellness, uh, meditation, uh, body scans, awareness of breath, mm-hmm. all this stuff to, to allow people to become more resilient and, and decrease stress.
0: Some of the other sponsors that we have not named, but we name them every week, but we're going to do it again anyway. Uh, we're not going to do the big giant commercials, but we'll just briefly do it. Swim at the Mission. we got to thank Swim at the Mission. Check them out at swam.org. I'm going to talk about an awesome opportunity that Swam gave us um, last weekend. So we'll talk about that briefly. Um, plant Perfectly Weddings and Events, check them out, uh, plantperfectly.net. Roads uh, Remodeling. Yep, roads. thank you, Billy and uh, Jamie Rhodes. You can check them out at roads n e right, rhoadsremodelingn Um, Who else are we think? Custom now? Ironcraft, John jobs. Oh Starkey. yeah, John Starkey out of Wilmington, thank you so much. Uh, God, Heritage, we already mentioned Heritage. So there's a, a bunch of them that we we name all the time uh, so if you frequently listen to the show you'll know who our sponsors are and we do highly recommend that you guys do check them out I know that, that Billy has gotten calls for remodeling jobs and stuff like that through us Which I'm happy about you know because we do like to give back to those who give to us um, Let's play our Swim With the Mission commercial and then we'll come right back Swim With A Mission is proud to support Hidden Battles Radio Hi I'm Phil Taub, my wife Julie and I started Swim With A Mission to support our veterans Our freedom is not free, and it comes at a heavy price. There are too many veterans in our community struggling in silence. Please check us out at SWAM.org, S-W-A-M.org. And if you
2: know a veteran that is struggling, I hope you will call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 and PUSH1.
0: Thank you, Phil. Uh, So, Chris, we stepped off a little different, but let's hit it anyway.
1: It's so, all right, uh, three-digit code if you uh, need uh, help, 988, uh, available 24-7, 365, uh, in multiple different languages. Again, that's the mental health uh, hotline, suicide prevention hotline, or if you're in immediate crisis, you can dial 911 and speak with a 911 dispatcher. So,
0: let's touch on 988 really briefly. Sure. So, we know from experience, because people have called us and told us that even if you're not in crisis, but you have somebody in crisis, so you, need, you need some like advice on how to deal with somebody who you believe is in crisis, you can call them and they're going to give you resources yeah, and they're advice, going to walk you through it. Yeah. So this isn't, and we say it all the time when we talk about post traumatic stress and, and depression and stuff like that. Like when we mention these, these do not mean that you're in crisis twenty four seven. It does not mean that you're suicidal walking around every day. So if you have a loved one who you believe is struggling, don't hesitate on calling nine eight eight. And ask them for some advice, and they're going to give it to you. So that's great, you know. Uh, another thing, Compact Act 2020, if you're a veteran in mental crisis, you can actually go to any ER ED, uh, tell them that you are in crisis, you're a veteran, and that entitles you to free mental health um, programs. Uh, it's a 30-day in program, a 90-day out program. Uh, don't be afraid to use that. You don't have to pay for it. You've earned it, so take it. Um, So let's, I I really want to talk about what happened last weekend. Um, You were at Drake and Hall Home Day. How'd that go?
1: It went very well. Um, Had a whole bunch of people come visit the booth. Uh, Mike came over. Allison from Jandar Credit Union came over. Um, Saw, I mean, tons of people. uh, Mark Chandonet from Chandonet Plumbing and Heating um, Mm -hmm. stopped by and definitely uh, made a lot of connections with some Newer uh, faces that we've never seen before and didn't know anything about us, Uh, so definitely educating the community was huge, Mm -hmm. and um, people recognized us from the year prior where we were the recipient of uh, the road race uh, from Drake at Home Day, so that was good, and uh, yeah, it was an all-around great day. It was warm. Uh, Yeah, it was warm. uh, When I saw Mike, he was sweating from head to toe. Yeah.
2: Well, I was chasing the Duke around. I was gonna
1: say, I think uh-huh. I think he's trying to get the uh, ice, like the cone ice cone. I think he just uh, excretes excellence, <laughs> so I think that's what that
0: is. Um, so, we had the opportunity, thanks to Swim with the Mission, to have um, a tent up at the Thunder Over Newing, uh, New Hampshire Air Show, which drew in somewhere like thirty thousand people on Saturday. Um, and Friday, the, the amazing thing was, and if you don't follow us on Facebook, you should be following us on Facebook. Friday, we set up. We got there early. Uh, we were invited to a fundraiser for Veterans Count, another great organization. And after we set up, a uh, buddy Matt Foster from Swim at the Mission calls me, and in strict, he's, I mean, he's panicking. He's like screaming, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Because I'm in a hotel. I don't know what's going on. And he says, "I feel like I'm in Twister." So what happened was, a storm came through and tore everybody's except for operation delta dog tore all the tents down and threw them across the tarmac i mean there were some of them hit planes some of them had helicopters the chinook had a big scratch down the side of it from a tent and of all tents whose tent landed on the police car ours like straight up landed (laughs) and when the pictures are posted this video posted on swam's uh, facebook page instagram page everything uh and you can see like just how bad it was So we got there Friday afternoon. We did a lot of damage control. We had literally, we had to crush frames and just leave them. And luckily the Air Force came by with like a flatbed truck and they were just taking everything. So it was cool. But the great thing about that was is, like you said, Chris, we were there and I I must have met five airmen that, and five, did you call them airmen if they're women too? Air people? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, air them. All right, so... um, we met five of them, that are in Drakeit, Haverhill, like all around this area, and I thought that was amazing. And they were like, "Oh, we never even heard of you," which I still find funny that nobody has heard of Hidden Battles. So, so but now they know. So we did uh, we did that. We actually handed out sunglasses, and a lot of people donated to us. So thank you for coming and stopping by our tent. We had a blast there. Uh, the weather was crappy on um, on Sunday for a little while, and it got really really nice out. But other than that, no, it was a great weekend. And and thank you, Phil and Julie and everybody at SWIM for inviting us and giving us that opportunity. Like I said, 30,000 people, I probably would say easily, no lie, probably 500 people came to our tent just to find out what was going on. I mean, we were busy all all weekend long. It was fantastic.
1: I I had a uh, friend up there that uh, actually Mm -hmm. took a picture Mm -hmm. and his picture has our tent right behind it.
0: Nice. We actually had people come up, um, the Duke, one of the, the Duke's um, hockey buddies, him and his dad came up, and they oh, yeah. introduced themselves, which was kind of cool. Um, we had uh, someone who came to our cornhole tournament last year, which is on September 23rd this year at the Bunting Club. Um, they came, and it was them and all the kids. And I remember the kid, because that was the kid that head-butted me right in the groin like six times last year at <laughs> the Jump House. And I remember it. I'm like, wait a minute. I know this kid. And I said, hey, did you headbutt me last year? And his father goes, yeah, that was him. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, it was great to see, you know, new faces, old faces, and whatever. But, yeah, it's just amazing how I'm, I'm in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at an AF show, 30,000 people, and someone recognized me. But I got people that live in Draco who don't even heard of us.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> the, the other thing is, too, is people are coming up to Drake at Old Home Day and going, oh, is Scott here? And I was like, no, he's actually up at, you know, the air show. And they're like, oh, we're going there tomorrow. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. go say hi.
0: So Yeah. That's awesome. It was a great time. Hey, so I think maybe our guest is on uh, the sh- on the air. But listen, the Milltown Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, you can keep going whatever you want. Uh, text line is open. It is 978 454 4980. Text us, you can call us. Um, but on the phone now, I'm, I'm actually happy. I've never, I don't believe I've ever met Anthony before, but I know Anthony's co worker, Tara. Um, and On the phone we have uh anthony tony uh he's a former uh, air force veteran he was an mp he got out he became a a corrections officer uh after 20 years of service he retired then became a firefighter emt taught emt school um he actually works for uh banyard centers right we have somebody who goes to a lot of our programs that went to this through this program it is an amazing program for substance abuse he runs the program there and we're going to have him on to talk about it uh tony you there I am. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, especially short notice. Um, but we we like to talk about programs that we know work. And I know um, Tara's a little gun-shy when it comes to talking, uh, and she's like, and she threw you under the bus and said, Tony will talk. So thanks for coming <laughs> on, brother. That's all
3: right. I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank <laughs> you very much. Thanks. Tony,
3: before we actually
1: dive into it, I have one question because we were trying to figure out what uh, you call it because we were talking about the Air Force a little bit ago about airmen if they're women are they also called airmen or is there another
3: name no they're airmen
0: tell us a little bit about the programs that you have um especially the first responder veteran um geared programs
3: okay uh well uh i the idea that i had uh, um almost about going on five years ago now uh in in a previous chapter of my my professional life um i had an idea because at the time corrections officers here in the commonwealth were uh, committing suicide at, in my estimation, alarming rates. And unfortunately, that's still continuing to happen. And uh, I, you know, having spent a couple of, couple of days in, in uniform, um, thought that if there's anything that I can do and to help just save one person from some, some suffering, then that would probably be a good thing for me to do. And so here I am some, you know, going on five years later, uh, I've been uh, blessed with the opportunity to continue um, helping uh, prior active military, law enforcement, fire service, EMS, dispatch um, personnel in, uh, in in some of their struggles, whether it be with mental health and or um, uh, substance use.
0: What did you name it?
3: Uh, well, right now we're we I've only been. we The team's only been uh, at our present location for about three months, so we mm-hmm. haven't come up with an official title. Because
0: um, I thought I read. I thought I read somewhere it was called boot, uh, boot camp to recovery. And if it as it isn't, and it was just a term in the email that I got, that's a great name.
3: Well, it's just a, That's kind of what I we we kind of refer to a, a moniker that's not not official. Uh, we I like to refer to it. This is their basic training of, of recovery. That's and it. then whatever someone's aftercare looks like after that, that's where they go on to ad- advanced um, and more, gaining more knowledge of their, if they have a chronic brain disease uh, called addiction and or working on mental health, where they learn more, uh, more about themselves and, and what it's like to be themselves, calm or sober.
0: You know what too is and we've discussed this all is we do better in the group that we associate with you know our community of first responders and veterans you know our uniformed heroes. we do better in that group, and I think it's great that you guys have actually you know lumped us all together to say that this is your group, this is the group you 're going to heal with this is the group you're going to learn with um and and do you find that that's more successful than having an outsider in
3: yes sir the uh, the the members of the of the team um I mean, you've already known what I've done. But our case manager, Ann, uh, she's also retired Department of Correction, uh, 22 years. Our therapist, Nick, he's a former Marine, or there are Marines are always Marines, I'm told. Yep. And our curriculum guy is uh, Patrick, and he, 23-year Navy chief, uh, master trainer in the United States Navy. And why that's important is that um, we don't have to... Kind of spend some time trying to develop a therapeutic re- uh, relationship with them, with, with the folks that we see. Uh, you know, we speak fluent military, we speak fluent law enforcement, we speak fluent um, fire service. We, and so, you can almost see the anxiety or the tension leave a person's face. Where you know, just some some phrases that maybe only a person of of, of a certain demographic would understand. You can almost see that. All right, this person kind of gets it they they un, they understand they've at least seen something similar or experienced something similar to me in in their lives as i have in mine.
0: it's amazing how easily the the wall like that barrier wall of um of almost like secrecy or even self-defense um is broken down as soon as you hear that somebody else is relatable as far as your military service goes or your public service goes uh because opposed to if you know we're never going to talk to openly and, and as quickly as and candidly as we would with anybody who would never wear a uniform or would never have wore a uniform
3: that's that's correct and you know and you know i I'm probably speaking to the or preaching to the choir speaking to the choir is that we're not necessarily a very trusting demographic of folks and so um not being able to and even though it may not necessarily be true but even you know just just knowing that someone understands that at least some of what i've gone through or you've gone through um it really really it, it just breaks down a whole lot of time trying to establish some sort of rapport and trust
0: absolutely and, and where time is valuable too especially with you know like programs um and as sad as it is it is a time clock because a lot of the time insurance companies are paying for so much and you and where you you've established this there's no you're saving a lot of time and you're being more productive to the fact that you're going, all right, so where does this person fit in um, to, you're saying someone who's not, you know, what well, I like to say is our nation's heroes. You know, if you get somebody just a regular, I will say, um, I don't know, a construction worker. You know, where's that guy going to fit in or that girl going to fit in in these little groups? Uh, and that, how much time does that take? So I think you're eliminating a lot of time where time is so valuable to realistically say, this is where you belong, this is where you're going to be safe. And this is where you're going to be able to open up. You're going to start your almost immediately start your your program and your progress to be getting here, uh, getting healthy.
3: Yeah, you know. So generally speaking, the the folks that come through this program, um, are generally speaking, are it's funded by insurance, and so uh, in a broad sense, it, usually the, the length of stay is is thirty days, and um, thirty days for someone in treatment may seem like a. A, a, a long time. But for us, it's a very short amount of time. We have from day one to day 28, 29, 30, or maybe even less, um, we have a very short window of opportunity to get this person back on their feet in many different ways to return them potentially back to duty, um, back to carrying a sidearm, maybe back to in the back of uh, an ambulance with hypodermics and narcotics. Um, and because we're keenly aware of the, the, the increased potentiality of suicide for this demographic it's it's as you know it's it's larger and much more prevalent in this demographic than the general society and so unfortunately we have had alumnus of of this program in their lives and we take this very seriously because it's serious business um we we are acutely aware that this is really 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 potentially a life and death situation. We want to get ahead of this. And so our forward me- my forward messaging is to uh, employee assistance organizations or for agencies and or union reps is to identify folks, uh, guys and gals, that may be on the verge of, of or the precipice of making a either career or life-ending decision. And what we're seeing is, you know, more police officers getting arrested for operating under um, potentially by their own departments. And we want to be able to get ahead of that before someone makes that really, really life-changing or life-ending decision. You
0: no, know, it isn't. We've talked about this before, where we're at the point where, you know, you sit there and you say, a lot of like even substance abuse. Substance abuse is a byproduct of mental health and mental illness, um, whether it's Correct. post-traumatic stress or, or childhood trauma or, or whatever. So, would you say that like prior to? I mean, what what signs and symptoms would you say that this somebody who's listening would say this is? before I hit rock bottom, like, I don't need to hit rock bottom. When do you feel, or what signs and symptoms do you feel would be good to get into a program before you go and, and you're like those life-changing mistakes where, you know, an OUI or, a, you know, domestic or whatever. What signs and symptoms do you say that if you're experiencing these, maybe it's time to come in before you go off the deep end?
3: Well, you know, the kind of generic uh, signs and symptoms, What is what is your have you Has a person tried to curtail or cut back on their usage of anything really well, use drinking as an example have a, has a person tried to curtail their drinking and been somewhat unsuccessful, or are you planning your drinking? Are you planning your leisure times around drinking? Are you looking forward to your drinking? Are you drinking to um to relax or at least tell yourself they relax are you are you drinking to numb? Feelings, um, and you know, we as human beings have a wide array of, of emotions, and we're supposed to have them because we have them. Um, when we're trying to, you know, we don't get to um, kind of shut off emotions. Where, where if if I if I if I'm blocking my ability to feel emotional pain, I'm also blocking my ability to feel joy and and, and, and happiness. Um, if you know, the, for an employer, if an uh, if an employee they're absent. Their absenteeism is increasing if they're uh being more tardy for work or they' no call no shows for work or whatever whatever that what looks like those are kind of the generic signs but the symptoms that a person might be able to tell themselves is you know lots of times we have our own internal dialogue and sometimes when feel things just don't feel right they aren't right um and one of the larger barriers for men and women of uniform services is they, you know, they, they think that perhaps I'm going to figure this out, and I just not, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do that, but eventually I'm going to figure it out, and there isn't really any figuring it out. Uh, the, the, the best course of action is to, before something really, really bad happens, to just have the courage to be able to say, I need help, and that, that's a big step for a person of uniformed services, is to, a big step to ask for help, and you know we're in the control business. Uh, That's what we do eight, 10 plus hours a day um, or more, you know, recently um, being able to be that guy, that girl to raise the hand that no one wants to do and say there's something wrong with me. And and being able to take the stigma out of that and and not look at for employers, agencies, municipalities to to take the punishment out of of a a chronic, chronic brain disease of addiction and treat it as it is. It's a it's a it's a life threatening public health emergency. And it it makes sense to invest the time and the money into making the personnel that a a municipality or agency already has rather than go through the time, money, and effort to um, recruit, train, put another person to an academy. And then whatever how long that takes is to keep the people that they already have and invest in their future. Um, It it, it just makes more sense.
2: Hey, Tony, this is Mike. Listen, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, I have uh, seven years of peer support. I got 21 years Army National Guard and I'm Federal Law Enforcement so I truly appreciate what you're doing it's awesome. The more you talk the more questions I have. Um, sure. I wanted to ask you and and I hope I hope I'm wrong but do you ever have people come to you for help that haven't hit rock bottom yet? You know, do do you see that anybody's being proactive where maybe they didn't have uh, some severe trauma and now they come to see you? Maybe they just feel something coming on and, and they're being proactive about their own mental health, which – and I hope that is the case. But have you experienced that at all?
3: Yes, I have. Uh, oh, that's I, great. I, I, While you were describing that, I, I most recently, probably about a year or so ago, we had uh, a firefighter come into to treatment, and he was an admitted alcoholic, and he had not relapsed. He had not um, but he had a couple of critical incidents happen, and he was just trying to get ahead of it um, before he did. So to make himself safe and before, again, making a bad decision that may end up uh, costing his career and or his life, he, he sought treatment just to stabilize, just in case. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that I just recently saw him, and he's, he's doing wonderfully. And he did not relapse. So, yes, to answer your question, we have seen that. And that's not the first one, but that was the the, the one that that's immediately came to my mind. And that's exactly what we want to have happen is that we know, all right, if your gut's telling you this is not right, chances are it's not right. And if a person's drinking habits and patterns, and again, it, this addiction is addiction. The me- same mechanism of action is the same for uh, the addiction to alcohol and or narcotics as to be gambling or sex or pornography or whatever if whatever is, is, is overtaking a person's life and, and threatening their, their well-being, whether it be just their career, their mental health, their physical health, their uh, societal and social relationships, their family relationships, if that's taking a hold over the person, getting ahead of this before the quote-unquote rock-bottom happens, which is, by the way, a falsehood because things can always get worse, always um the, hitting a rock bottom is a false bottom things can always be worse
2: yeah it will hey, tony I, I mean i appreciate that and i applaud that guy for having that kind of self-awareness which a lot of people don't have to know that hey he needs to tune up and, and here he is getting healthy again and there's nothing wrong with that don't there is absolutely hit rock bottom, nothing wrong right and, with that. and so you guys were there to provide that service now another question i have is um do you go to different departments um Telling telling these departments about what what you and your group can offer them, and, and if you do, how how's uh, how's that received?
3: We we generally speak generally speaking, I, I have, but more more often than not, we have people come out uh, to see us. And why that is is meeting the entire team, and also to meet or see the campus of which we're on. And we're in a pretty, it's not secluded, but it, if you didn't, you know, I, I use this this kind of terming. A lot is that if you didn't know this place was here, you wouldn't know what the place is here. It's in it's in Baldwinville, Massachusetts, a tiny little part of of the precincts of Templeton, Massachusetts. Uh, it's a wooded area, um, and if you didn't know the place was there, you wouldn't know it, the place was there. Uh, the the road is not a well-traveled road, um, and so why that's important is it protects, especially if a a guy or a gal is still on the job, it protects their anonymity. One of the larger barriers for folks. Of uniform services to seek treatment is is you know what if I see someone that I know, what if I see someone that I have interfaced with or I've taken into custody or I've had in custody in, in corrections what if what if you know what if I have not canned a person before and here I am seeking the treatment for the same chronic brain disease that they may have, um, and so taking taking moving away some of the barriers just kind of eliminates. The, the need to make up excuses why I can't get better today, and so we you, we greatly invite people to come out and visit our campus. But to answer your question, yes, I have been known to uh, I'll go anywhere that, it, and I'll tell anyone and lots of people that don't. Uh, I like to get this message out because people don't need to die from this disease.
0: We've been uh, we've been noticing we deal with a lot of um, the corrections offices also at that, especially with the shortage of manpower and the order ins and everything else and the stress is being brought on. Not, not only is it a stressful job enough and that it already has a high suicide rate where now you have officers being ordered in, you know, so many doubles and stuff like that. I think it's it's huge that this gets out there, that it you don't have to wait until you know, I'm using my bunny fingers, rock bottom hits you. I mean, like Mike said, and I tried to allude to, but he speaks much better than I do, where you don't actually it's all right to get help before you get to where you feel you're at your breaking point. And I think it's great that you guys do address that where, you know, we've, we've talked to clinicians and, and other programs where they're like, yeah, they're just not there yet. They're just not there, you know, to be in this program. And, and I think that's deterring. And when people get that, it's like, well, where do I need to be? You know, I'm looking for help now. And it actually deters people to try to get help. So kudos for that. Thank you. Um, well,
3: thank you. Um, it, it, we, it doesn't. It, my whole point uh, of, of being getting ahead of this is to avoid really, really the the um, catastrophic negative effects that addiction and/or lack of treatment from a person's mental health, which go hand in hand, by the way, as you previously stated, is that it doesn't have to get this bad. It just doesn't have to. Um, and, and returning someone back to their family, returning them back to their community, and, and maybe, and lastly, maybe somewhere down the list, is is getting them back to duty, the better or best version that they're going to be. It, it, it serves the community better, it serves their families better, it serves their municipality and agency better. They just become a better version of themselves in or out of uniform.
0: And even as like a, a supervisor, because we've talked to supervisor about this, nobody wants to have that guy, so why not support him? in every way possible so that you don't have that, that guy, I mean, bunny fingers, again, that guy on your shift or that guy in your department who's now a liability or is going to be the, you know, the black eye of the department to make the the general public not, you know, think too highly about that one particular department or that association, you know?
3: Yeah. You know, even in, I've been retired for this year, will be 12 years. And even in my, my short, relatively short tenure of retirement, you know when i was on the job the eap unit or employment assistance unit was called the stress unit now w- no one was ever going to call call the stress unit if you could at all help it because then you're that guy or you're that gal right and nobody in the feeling even though it may or may not have been true but the the impression is i'm there i'm always going to be looked at differently now you know i'm going to get the hairy eyeball from everybody because of X, Y, and Z. Even though that may not be true, that is not necessarily the kind of the impression that people got. And and just even the term stress unit uh you know, kind of connotates if I have to call the stress unit then I'm admitting that I'm weak. Because I'm or and, and that's we, we that just does not sit well with with, with, with folks of this demographic. Yeah. There's nothing weak about asking for help.
0: And think about, like, even if we go back to, like, even culture of military, right? If you got hurt, you were afraid to go because you didn't want to be on, put on code. You didn't want to be labeled, like, a code baby or someone who's a, a, a broke D or whatever. So you tried to suck it up and not, you know, go and say, hey, you know what, I'm really injured because you were afraid of that stigma. But do you feel that that is still the way it was 12 years ago when you were working. Do you think we've made a huge, um, like, positive impact uh, with mental health being I on the rise? I think we have. Yeah?
3: I, th- I think I we have made, made, made progress. Uh, however, I mean, I'm kind of by nature an impatient person, so, you know, I want everything done yesterday. Um, but I do, to, I do think that we have made progress, but um, we, there's a long way to go. There, there's, certain, there's more work to be done and again in, in any small way that, that we can be of assistance with that then then our our mission is accomplished um we you know one of the the things in kind of our teaching methodology is to tap into um you know academy life or basic military training is you know our day begins at their their day begins at oh seven hundred they follow for roll call, and that's to address the needs of the day and talk about some problems that may be happening in the last twenty four hours and uh, getting in front of the people that are going to be able to put them into uh, a better place. Um, we, we we like to do that, right? And so one of our biggest compliments we just recently received about six or eight months ago was we had a Navy lieutenant that came through treatment, and they reported that it was very reminiscent of being an officer candidate school just without the push-ups, and that's exactly what we want. We want them to tap back into what made them successful in their career to begin with and return them to duty just in that form
2: hey tony this is mike again listen I, again more questions are popping up and you're doing great work sure i want to just go back a couple minutes to um something scott alluded to about your supervisors you, you know you want to obviously um you know help these people and make sure they get the help they need so they're not you know a black guy on the um on the department but also if it's if whoever's listening if it's you that needs this help well, don't be selfish. Go get that help, and don't put your supervisor or your coworkers in the bad spot. You know, and to have to report you when you do hit rock bottom and do do something, you know, that really bad on on duty. So, you know, don't put them in a bad spot. Go go to this program, get the help that you need, and uh, and, and you know, make sure you, you're not putting your supervisor, your your family, or your coworkers in the bad spot. So,
3: and what a better way of doing that if you if a person is in a supervisory position? What well, you know supervisors should be mentoring and leading of, of, of model behavior. Um, and addiction or mental health concerns knows no rank. It knows no color. It knows no uh, gender. It, know, it it doesn't care about any of that. So what a better opportunity if a supervisor or sergeant, lieutenant, a uh, captain uh, needs to some, some, some help, then what a better way of leading your troops, if you will, by admitting that yeah, me too. I'm 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 a guy or a gal too that that has struggles or has challenges in life, and I'm going through. I'm going to seek out the need to to, to help to help my myself with in, in
2: yeah, with my troubles. You're exactly correct. We're not going to get rid of the stigma if we're not going to admit ourselves that that we might have issues or oh, you have an issue, but not me. Right, listen, no. if you have right. an issue, there's no problem. Admit it. How else are we going to get rid of the stigma? Uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you because you alluded to um the the you know, basic training or boot camp at the beginning of this interview. And then I heard you say something about AIT, which those that, that, um, that don't know, that's advanced individual training. That's where you go after Ooh. basic training or boot camp. Now, and when I, I mentioned that because I want to ask you, do you tailor a special program individually after they receive uh, treatment at your, at your location?
3: We, we try to, yes, as best we can. The, the problem is is that aftercare uh, options for uniform members Um, Is not is not widespread. So um, and and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of barriers uh, that precludes that. So, for instance, if I'm a police, I'm on a job police officer and I maybe have put myself in a social uh, domestic situation where I'm really kind of not welcome back at home. Where am I going to now go to live? Where am I? I I don't feel like I really want to live with folks that are civilians. Not that there's anything wrong with civilians, but again, back to we're not a very trusting demographic. Where am I going to where am I going to live? Where am I going to secure my weapon? Where am I going? All these things. Uh, So another part of the puzzle is is to be able to to um, to put the word out so that we have better options for aftercare for men and women of uniform services. We, we try and do the best that we can. We have some pretty good partner uh, partner programs um, w- that we refer to, but it's going to be an ongoing issue. And, and Ann, our case manager, she does a fantastic job, literally 99.9%, and this is not hyperbole, this is in fact true, 99.9% of all our members or alumnus that come through our program leave with some form of aftercare. Um, and we try to make it as tailor-made to the person as we possibly can. But, the, the, you know, there, there are challenges because it's, it's not a prevalent industry right now for aftercare for uniform uh, I,
2: I get, personnel. I, I get that 100%, and, and this is my, probably my last question. Scott probably has more questions. But do, I, so that aftercare program, and, and I know you guys have um, specialists that, that, that create these aftercare programs. I guess I want to know, is, is, it, is that aftercare program created with the client? Like more of a yeah. discussion going back and forth and determining as a team, what, what are we going to do to set you up for success when you leave here? Yes, sir. Or is sir. it me, um, if, I were, if I'm one of your, your, your clinicians or workers, am I telling the, the, the client you're doing A, B, and C when you leave here? Or is it more of a conversation well, and a dialogue and we come up with a plan together?
3: The plan is, is derived together. Yes. Uh, on day, uh, within hours of someone landing at our, our facility, one of us, usually it's me, but not always, uh, will go in. I, I like to, within the first 24 hours at the very latest, be talking to that person and let them know that at least they're with people that understand. Within the day of, within that 24 hours or two days after that, Anne is going to be in touch with this person and they're then going to start talking about aftercare very quickly. And, again, back to what I said earlier, 30 days for the person that's in treatment may seem like a long time, but for us it's not. And so she is, she's on them like a tick. We're going to start talking about this right now, right away. We are not shy, and we will always, always tell the person the truth about themselves. Unfortunately, sometimes the truth is what hurts. You know, there's a lot of things about my life that uh, are true that I don't love. I'm not 6'2", I don't weigh 220 pounds, and I didn't play for the Cowboys. Um, I don't like any of those things, but nonetheless they're true. Um, telling people the truth about which they may have been lying to themselves um, about themselves is really, really important. For a person that's maybe battling uh, active addiction, one of the things that they might tell themselves is that no one else knows. Well, that is probably not true. Most people probably already knew that about this person, and they just didn't say anything.
2: Yeah. It, it, yeah it's definitely it's tough it hurts but it's also irresponsible for you not to so the fact that you're doing it is is excellent and and, and I think for the people that are listening if if you're unaware of, of just how these programs work it's a it's a it's awesome that Tony and his people are are coming up with a plan with the client together because if there's not ownership if that client doesn't feel that he had uh, he contributed to his own recovery plan or after after program they Chance to die is not going to follow it. So, what Tony and his people are doing is is huge, and it's going to lead to a, a much higher success rate. So that's uh, yeah, once needs, again, needs, Tony, to be, awesome job. It needs
3: to be attainable. It has to be workable. It has to be sustainable yep. and realistic. You know, we're not asking them to start their Senate campaign in thirty days of treatment. We're asking them to to commit to uh, a program uh, that is going to be realistic and successful for them. Um, the research says that the longer a person stays in some sort of structured recovery-related programming, the better the long-term outcome. We're and we're just we're just part of that. We're just part of that cog in, in the wheel.
0: So my question I have is, say that so we we throw the thirty days out now. Thirty days average. What if we have somebody um, that is not progressing to that, you know, that timeline of the thirty days? Where do we go, or where would you go from there?
3: Me, meaning that they so say, for instance,
0: I was into your program and around day 25, I'm really, I'm still fighting through a lot of stuff and, it, and it's not really to the point where I think, or we think that I'm going to be able to start my own aftercare and, and, and stay with that aftercare program. What is the course of action on that? And, and does that well, happen?
3: It, it, it does happen. And uh, again, unfortunately, I'm not an insurance guy. I know very little about insurance. I know that I pay my premiums, and hopefully I never have to use it. Um, but we will we will petition for more time if that need be. Um, and sometimes people have specialty concerns that um, that we're we're not designed to help out. So one of our partner organizations, you know, that we refer to be, when it's clinically appropriate, going to um, you know Onsite Academy in Westminster um, for for their first their intensive uh, program five day programming when that's clinically appropriate, we'll, we'll refer to them to there or, or or other places. Uh, so we just, I was just in Laconia, New Hampshire, uh, last week, a week ago today at recovery mountain in Laconia, which is a fantastic place. And we, we, we've had great success. We, we sent a retired Boston firefighter there last year who stayed there for four months. Um, and And that facility is
0: amazing too.
3: It's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, words (laughs) words <laughs> words can't describe it uh, and we have a nice place uh, but this place is is stellar i mean it, it's it's breathtaking how nice it is
0: i think it's great that so we talk about eliminating every every reason because we we find reasons right and i think it's great that we're uh, we're we're eliminating those reasons you know um so, looking at your website, we do have some listeners in Texas. You are in Texas. Uh, we have a couple of listeners in California. You are in California. You're in Alaska. You're in Illinois. You're in Florida, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, so, you guys are all over the place, and I think it's amazing. Um, and like I said, you're you're eliminating that doubt. And, and as any good organization is as you partner with other organizations to make this mission uh, happen, which you just mentioned, you'd been up to Laconia and stuff like that. So no I, I think it, it's amazing. This portion of the broadcast was brought to you by Jean dot Credit Union. John Doc Credit Union has been helping members in the community for over hundred years. Credit Union's mission is people helping people and As John Doc Credit Union. They support that mission by educating and guiding their members to make smart financial choices. Call them at 978-452-5001. Visit them online jdcu.org to learn more about how John. Credit Union can help you. So we can find you We have you.
3: 16, hmm. sorry, We have on. 16 Banyan facilities, but we're the only one with a, that is the first is has a first responder specific Program.
0: Oh, that's amazing! Um, right here in Massachusetts.
3: It's my intention. Uh, you know, I'm basically uh, a, a, maybe an adult kid. I like to get my way. I like to <laughs> I like to get things my way. And so it's my intention that not only we're just the first, but we won't be
0: the only or last.
3: We have binging facilities. We have an abandoned facility in Alaska. Yeah. You know, there we have nationwide. So I can definitely see the, the need for that. Man. There's
0: a huge substance abuse issue in Alaska.
3: Surely there is, hmm. and you know. Just because we don't want to talk about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. This this problematic. Like it's time to you know expose expose the light to to and, and stop feeling bad about feeling bad, mm-hmm. and, and let, let's just get to, get to to living. Let's get back to living our lives the way that we are intended
0: to do so. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Thank you so much. Um, listen for more information, you can go to BanyanTreatmentCenters dot com. It's B A N Y A N TreatmentCenters dot com. Ah, uh, you can actually call them eight five five seven two two six nine two six. And Tony, do you have an email that people could go to you directly, or do you have an email? Yeah, that
3: my you can... sure. My my email is Anthony dot Jones at BanyanCenters one word dot com. Awesome. Anthony dot Jones at BanyanCenters dot com.
0: Awesome. And uh, hopefully we'll run into it at one of these uh, seminars because I always see Tara at them and she was the one that put this together. So I, thank you, Tara. We really appreciate it. And, and I hope you're listening. Because um, And like I said, very informative, Tony. Keep up the great work. And we really appreciate it on this side of the, the microphone.
3: Thank you. For, thank you very much for for having me. Um, I'm happy to if, if someone wants to drop me a line by email, I'm happy to, to correspond or uh, call me. Uh, give me a number. I'll call you back. And uh, let's just, and let's just get this done. Let's, we don't, people don't need to die from this disease.
0: And as always, if you can't get a hold of uh, Tony or you, or you found that you forgot it, um, you can always reach out to us at info at and we will make the connection. All right.
3: Again, thank you very much, sir, for, for having me on. It was my pleasure
0: and privilege. It really was. Yeah, thank you. I, like I said, I appreciate everything and you stay safe and uh, we hopefully will talk to you again soon. Have a good one very good sir okay. thank, thank you, you very tony much thank you. thanks tony all right Bye. we're going to take a break and we will be back this portion of the broadcast was brought to you by john dot credit union john Doc credit union has been helping members in the community for over 100 years credit union's mission is people helping people and john dot credit union they support that mission by educating and guiding their members to make smart financial choices call them at 978-452-5001 visit them online jdcu.org to learn more about how John. Credit Union can help you. And we are back. Uh, thank you again, Tony. Um, so, Mike, we we'll jump into it because we're running out of time. Real quick, can we even get to this, or should we save it till next time?
2: We can get to it real quick. I mean, it's, it's going to kind of go in with Hidden Battles and, and okay. what the, and just what we do and what Tony does. Okay. And it just goes to show Tony's big, obviously, on the veteran thing and the military thing, which we are also, in. I looked at the Marines. I looked at the Army, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and in the Navy, and all have the same pillars of resist of uh, resilience. I almost said resistance. <laughs> pillars <laughs> of, of resilience: mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And it's obviously where hidden battles comes into play. is the social, right? You know, we, we create, we foster that uh, sense of community and and, uh, and social support and teamwork. Which, again, if each branch of the military recommends it. I just I just wanna let people understand that it's that's how crucial it is where the Department of Defense is making this part of their policy of resilience for each branch to uh, to, to increase the resilience amongst their the Marines, their soldiers, their airmen and their seamen <laughs> 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 and their <laughs> and their coasties. So it just uh I just think that it's, that's interesting and it just shows how important it is to have that social aspect in order to increase your wellness and resilience.
0: So, yeah, exactly. And you know what? You sit there and you think right off the bat, physical, right? Uh, More mental, they're starting to come through the the four pillars you're speaking of, the social and spiritual. I know like the spiritual, always been huge, because there's always a chaplain that comes out to the field. There's always a chaplain checking on you. Um, You know
2: even but even even besides the re- the religious aspect of the chaplain coming out that's also like identi- identification yes of personal faith yeah absolutely but also found your know, your own foundational values mm-hmm. and, and you know and your your core values and just kind of ho- of how you live whether you're religious or not so that still is considered the spiritual aspect of it
0: i think the core values are actually instilled when you become an e4 because <laughs> prior to that there was no core values <laughs>
2: Uh, some would say you four <laughs> neither. But. All right.
0: But no, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. but like, even like when it comes to the social part, like the family uh, communications, um, connect, uh, connectiveness, social support and teamwork, like all those things are amazing because those are believe it, those are your core values, mm-hmm. right? That's who you know is, is your pillar of, of your internal strength, I believe. Um, and grounding, being grounded that way.
2: You're 100 percent correct, and, and neither one is more important than the other. The mental, the physical, the spiritual, the social. It's mm-hmm. so it's, it's equal. Each one is, you know, kind of goes with each other, and they're all equally important. So it's important that we we get that for ourselves, and and for you know that in Hidden battles is a huge aspect of that social one.
0: The thing is, like it like for visual uh, to visualize this. Uh, The image that we're looking at is it's like an old um, Greek or Roman building Mm. with the four pillars holding up the ceiling. And maybe two of those would be able to hold it. Probably not. They would crush eventually, correct? But without those four pillars handling the load of this, your well-being, then it's just not going to work correctly. And I think this this is a great, I don't even know what the word, analogy?
2: Yeah, analogy. Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, well, look at
0: that. See, you know, I'm the one messing up the words, but you've been doing it tonight, and I'm I'm getting a little mad. Don't be (laughs) stealing my stuff.
1: (laughs) You know what? When you were away, we had to figure out who was Scott and who was whoever. Hey,
0: there's no Scott. Just me. Just you. Yeah, don't. The boys are back in town. Yeah, don't. Listen, don't. Don't try, don't try to work me out of my own. We shell. did the
2: best we could out, you, buddy. We we probably failed.
0: Did you guys like rock paper scissors to see who was going to mess up at least three words, more than five five did letters we have a dumpster long? Dumpster
2: fire. We did, right? We did.
1: We did have a dumpster fire to start. Yeah, but, but hey, okay. we pulled it off. though. It brings a
0: tear to my eyes knowing yeah. you guys stick to the script. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ratings went through the roof, Scott. Yeah, I, Check them. I heard it was
0: because I had six devices on. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us once again. We're going to be playing off soon. But uh, listen, 988 is your friend. Uh, If you are in crisis, you know somebody in crisis, or you just want to get educated because you have somebody in your family that is a veteran or first responder, and they're showing signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress, don't be afraid to educate yourself first. All right, Google is there for more than just recipes. It's yeah, and you know looking up toxic things, you know use Google and social media to something positive. Uh, start to hunt the good, as Mike no. always says. Always hunt the good, and don't right.
2: forget download that Columbia Protocol app. Mm-hmm. That's got the tips on how to talk to people, also, and it's got these numbers that we that we always uh, put out every show. Yeah.
1: In addition, you can go to nine eight eight lifeline org, um, and that has tons of awesome resources and other things that just like the Columbia uh, Protocol. Hunt yeah. the good people,
2: though. There's always yeah. something good out there. Even on the worst day, there's always some yeah. positive to look for. And
0: like like Anthony just said, rock bottom doesn't exist. It can always be worse. Yep. Like, And I say to people all the time, listen, you have your health. And they're like, well, I don't really have that. I'm like, well, you're breathing. You know, there's a plus. And then when I feel ba- bad about myself, I think of like, uh, this. it's not people can hate me. I think of the little kids in hospital with cancer. And I said, there is no worse thing And I think then a little kid with with some disease that I can't handle because if they can do it, that they should be inspiring us for everything. So stop looking for that out that, Oh, everything's gloom and doom. Like find the reason
2: to get to tomorrow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thanks our sponsors, swim.org, um, custom iron craft, uh, roads remodeling plan perfectly Jean dot credit union, Uh, Hidden Battles Foundation, we do sponsor this, by the way. We never give ourselves enough credit. Um, Ellen, Andre, I just said your whole name, so there you go. Um, Thank you so much for everything. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and I think our time is just about up, and I got
2: nothing else. Nothing else. See you all. Have a good night.
0: Yeah, we're done. Oh, but you know what? I actually closed up the music, so we're just going to talk until she just plays over us. It's like the Oscars. It's
2: going to keep going until they pull pull us off stage. Yeah,
0: exactly, until the big hook comes. Or the gong, right? Yep, check us both out, (laughs) hiddenbattlesfoundation.org.